Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Career Retrospectives right here in the Super Review Show. I am joined by my good man Kyle and Mike. What's going on, guys? Yo, what up? Hey. So we were supposed to go live yesterday on our stream, and to my wrong fault, completely my bad. I thought we were talking about Blackfield Brides, but forgive me, we're talking about AFI instead. Forgive me. So yes, you can blame it on me, everyone. Boo, he sucks. I get it. <laughs> He's terrible. How dare he? We still um, love you, JT. We still love you, man. I, I appreciate that, even though I really screwed that one up pretty bad, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> anyways, but as, t- as our... our <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a terrible start. No. Um, anyways, as the title of this podcast or video series, this is part two of what albums we think each other. Well, well, in our eyes, is a ten out of ten perfect album. And this was Kyle's pick, and we'll get to all of our opinions and stuff in a second. But Kyle, why don't you lead us in tonight about AFI and Crash Love and the whole shebang? I had some feedback on there. We good? Uh, can you hear yeah. me now? I'm sorry. <laughs> Yep, yep, there's just a weird echo going on for a sec there. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll start it off. So AFI is one of those bands that, for me, what I always appreciate about them is they're what I would consider an mm-hmm. album band. You know, you have some bands that you go in and you listen to just select songs here and there. They're not one of those bands for me. For me, they're a band that I always listen to the full album when I go and listen to them. Um this one, though, this is a very unpopular opinion among the fan base. Uh, this tends to be among the fan base's lowest ranked. But for me, this is a perfect 10 out of 10 album. Not a single bad thing on here. Uh, you know, I'll get into the track list more in particular. But production wise, I think this is by far their best. Really utilizes their pop sensibilities uh, to the best they've ever done it. And I think have ever done it since then um you know a lot of the fan base they came from knowing afi back when they were in like the punk and hardcore scene Uh, if you haven't heard their first handful of records five or four or five or so records they were actually just full-on hardcore punk um you know even going to like horror punk misfit style stuff Hmm. and then they went with um sing the sorrow and december underground they were in that emo scene and this really took them out of that more into like the mainstream alternative rock category which you know they do a good job in medicate was a pretty big single at the time and that's really the only track that went really anywhere in mainstream wise beautiful thieves was decently successful but yeah i mean that so that's where i'll start it off i want to hear what jt has to say though <laughs> it always has to come down to me right um i'm gonna tell you right up front going into this i was like all right it's not blackfield brides like we talked about i mean which i've heard some of their stuff before. I could, I, for those of you who don't know we that was our I was, that's what i thought his pick was but it turns out i was wrong and i listened to the all the wrong album i'm sorry about that forgive me everyone oh, apologies to everyone out there listening but i was you know what you, I will say this, as a guy who has never, truthfully, never even heard of AFI, this was great. I was in, Kyle is looking at me like, oh my God, I did something right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more looking at you like, uh, 
you never heard of AFI before. What the hell? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, it's, it's, I know. Like, I, like, whatever did you grow up in, man? I mean, but I missed could, murder. Missed I could yeah, understand that, though, because I'll be honest with you, like, that name, AFI, um, I always confused AFI with Alien Ant Farm for some reason. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know why. So similar. But I also don't really like those bands that just have names like AFI or like three letters. Like it like tends to be like, you know, unless you're like an absolute iconic career, like, you know, REM or any of these right. other kinds of like, uh, you know, some bands even go by like CCR or clear, you know, like you, like obviously they have a longer name, but when you have such an iconic career, you can get away with doing that. But like AFI, I feel like they started out in the underground they reached a kind of like decently well-known status, but then like they, it wasn't like green day. Like they didn't just like blow up the world and have like a massive <laughs> career. They kind of like were swept away after their major singles and really people never heard of them. So like, I feel like the name is hard to stick unless you absolutely crush it multiple albums in a row and just having that quick, flash in the pan song and then kind of like a, a couple other songs that like maybe yeah. other fans never heard of it can be tough to have a name that really it doesn't um keep in yeah. people's minds so sorry to and yeah, go and on yeah in terms of the mainstream part of it they yeah they after this they changed their sound again they had yeah. burial, the album burials after this which was almost along the same lines but more of a darker take on it uh and then past that they changed it even more and then again yeah. on the last record, which is honestly my least favorite. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so I mean, after this, they kind of threw away that whole mainstream vibe. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't know if there's a response to the fan reaction to this record or not. I saw yeah. them on the tour after the, actually I saw them on the tour for this and after this and it, you know, great both times. Hmm. But they, after this record, they only kept, I think, one song on the tour after this. And that was a headlining tour. They only kept one. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that sounds, yeah, that's crazy. Um, but but I, back to my my thoughts. The truth, I, I mean, my thing is, to, and I, well, as far as like a, just the sound goes, at first I was like, all right, I'm not sure if we're going to like this. You know, it's Kyle and I, we have very similar tastes. We also have very different tastes at the same time. I'm not sure how we're going to overlap. I'm not sure how this one's going to come off. But I will say this one, I'm proud of you. This one came off really, really, really well for me. Uh, I mean, based on what you said, I mean, I, I, it, it sounds like the other, there are other albums, like they were hardcore punk at one point, like more, much more punk. And this doesn't sound that it's still punk, but it's not like it, it's more alternative rock at that point. Um, but at, at this point, excuse me, with uh, with their with this Crash Love album. But I have to say, this reminded me listening to it like for the, the for the hours today, truthfully. Um, I was listening to it. I probably listened to it three or four times in a row. No, about four times in a row. Yeah, just to like just to prep, listening to certain songs, whatnot. And I was in. I was shocked about how much I really enjoyed a lot of the riffs and, and a lot of the sound. The actual production on this album took me by surprise. I was. I mean. I, I left me speechless. Like, I'm not even kidding you right now. It's like, I literally was in shock of how much I enjoy this. I thought it would be like, yeah, it's like, a th I'm, I'm not, I'm not giving away a rating. When I said, but I, it's like a 2.5 or three. No, no I'm, not, I'm not, I'll give, I'll give my rating away towards the end. But I will say this one was a surprise 
about how much I really enjoyed this. Actually, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying everything we've done I have not or or I've not enjoyed or enjoyed. What I'm saying is though, I, I as someone who's not who just doesn't listen to something like this on a regular basis or just an, uh, even on a semi decent basis, I this was a shock about how much I really enjoyed this. Truthfully, I was genuinely surprised at myself. I'm going through. I'm, I'm tapping along. Like, I'm playing air guitar with it. It was kind of funny <laughs> actually for a little bit there. Um, I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like these riffs and like the style, the lyrics. It's it, it's not like overtly like it's not hardcore death metal or you know. Or, it, it was a night. It was a really good blend of a lot of things I liked in traditional alternative rock and rock and roll in general. And I really thoroughly enjoyed this for what it was worth. And I'll I'll, I'll, I'll give my rating at the very end. But yeah, those are my just initial impressions, thoughts, and whatnot. Yeah. And you know, man. That yeah, completely agree. That production on this one. Yeah. What I really love about the production, which I didn't hit in my original comments here, is every instrument, and this is something you don't hear very often anymore, every instrument sounds great. Yeah. No, nothing is buried in the mix. At every time, at any moment they could find in this record, you can hear the drums, you can hear the bass, you can hear the guitar, and you can hear the vocals. You don't have to put the bass booster on to hear what the bass is doing. The bass isn't just following along with what the guitar is doing. It's doing its own thing. It, the drums sound fantastic. The, what, you know, the drums sound like the actual way they recorded them is excellent. They sound fantastic. You could tell it's an actual drummer and not what a lot of bands do these days where they just have like the drum triggers and, you know, the right. pro tools drums added in afterwards it's great the guitar tone is fantastic by far their best produced work um you know whether or not you want to agree that the songs are great or if it's like your taste as an afi fan there's no denying that's the, their most well-produced record yeah and honestly, I, one of the best produced at that time period yeah was it 2009 you said right is that the, the uh, 2008 yeah. or so 2009 yeah, 2000, yeah. yeah. 2009 we'll get to this, this that in a second but yeah um, but Mike, talk to us. Yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed this album too. Like I was actually, I know. Oh, Whoa, I know. Whoa. That actually surprises me. I actually was very impressed by a lot of the instrumentation of this album. Mm -hmm. Like the guitars have all kinds of cool dynamics to them. Like um, lots of like just just body to them and just they kind of do this cool kind of layering with um i mean the bass is just doing its thing like i mean um a, a bunch of songs the bass was like really kicking it like i mean that's one thing i love about <clears throat> punk rock the bass you know if you listen to rancid if you listen to a bunch of um different um punk rock bands the bass is always kind of like uh it's just a um, foundation of a lot of the driving kind of um, upbeat punk rock songs. I mean, uh, Green Day, yeah, their bass has always been great. And uh, um, that was just everything. Everything's banging on all cylinders. And I definitely loved uh, some of the nods to their old sound, some of the southern rock feel to some of these tracks. I don't know if you guys picked up on a couple of the tracks in there that had a southern rock kind of guitar riff alongside of it. Like, I totally didn't expect that from AFI, um, which I mean, maybe that was something their fans didn't like because it kind of some of the elements of these songs have a 
um, more of a, like uh, rock um, away from the punk sound feel to them, um, which yeah. Uh, yeah. might, you know, deter some of the fans from kind of like accepting this as a continuation of uh, them within their genre. Um, but um, yeah, like overall, I could listen to this album a bunch more times and uh, return to it, which is uh, something I didn't expect that I'd be like fully involved or wanting to do. Um, you know, I do. I've always liked AFI, though. Like I, every time I've heard them, I kind of like the theatrical, you know, qualities of them where I like, you know, as you guys know, as everybody knows, I, you know, i beating a dead horse here, but I love change ups. I love parts where they completely go into like a completely different tempo, a completely different uh, part off you know, off the beaten path. And um, they did that in a couple of different songs. I think um, one of them was um, the Medicaid one. It went off into kind of like a theatrical kind of feeling to it where it got quiet and it went off, you know, and there's a bunch of different, I won't go into like too much specifics on which songs I like, which ones I didn't, but overall, if I had to like give my first impressions, I mean, just such a professional songwriting band. That's like, if I could just, beat the drum on it just like i was so impressed that like when i'm listening to the songs they're not too repetitive there are a couple of repetitive ones in there but rarely do i feel like they're overusing repetition um to an annoying level um that's something that a lot of bands who just don't really have songwriting um chops do they they kind of just short sweet repeat that's it you know what i mean that's uh that seems to be like something that a lot of these bands do and there's a there's a lot of good like beat on this album and i'm just like yeah i'm actually glad kyle picked it because um i needed an introduction into some kind of area of afi that i just didn't expect um by 2009 that i would be going wow this is like that one of their better albums if not you know i have to listen to the one with uh their main uh hit on it i can't remember the album was it scream scream the sorrow december well kind of the, the one with miss murder on it or the one before Mid that uh miss murder yeah yep this murder is on december underground the one before mm -hmm. that is also really popular it's a uh, yeah. sorrow that one had like girls not gray leaving song Girl. part two i remember girls not gray yeah. yeah i actually listened to the albums you were talking about the original afi albums it's actually really good music though like yeah, i actually really, really enjoy it it's yeah. really good punk rock and then some of them are even borderline hardcore yeah and i like when they scream in that one miss murder song um you know i love when they do that uh you know that breakdown you know just like a, it gives it a real feel you know yep yeah so well done k-man yes that was yes. unexpected uh <laughs> unexpected uh response from mike on this one i know man i want to be the villain but maybe who knows depending on what uh mr um mahoney over there uh says uh, what me what <laughs> uh you know we'll me, see villain we'll see, we'll see how it turns out. Yep. all right well let's jump over to it's coming back ladies and gentlemen it's coming back um all right let's talk about the track listing for a second uh i'll read off the track listing and then i will do you want me to go first yeah all right cool. yeah all right yeah. so hold on uh, all right, the track listing, 12 songs. I, I didn't get to the bonus tracks or anything like that. Only on Spotify, they had like a couple expanded edition songs, but I didn't really. Those were just live. Yeah, no, they were just um, 
they're just like demos and outtakes from previous records okay yeah because I, I listened to the 12 and i was like is that it and then uh, like, yeah the the deluxe don't don't even bother with those tracks okay gotcha they're all right but they're they're nothing compared to the actual album right right okay uh torch song beautiful thieves end of transmission not uh sorry too shy to scream veronica sawyer smokes okay i feel better now medicate i'm trying to be i'm trying very hard to be here uh i'm gonna butcher this scarillage sacrilege sacrilege sorry i know it's gonna butcher. like listening to nickelback would be oh. sacrilege. I mean, I'm just giving you. I'm I'm using it in a sentence. So it's like a spelling bee. Sacrilege. S A C R. You know, use it in a sentence. You know. Yeah. Oh my God. Use to describe the word. Nickelback. Yeah. Nickelback. Sacrilege. Nickelback. Uh, uh, darling, I want to destroy you. Cold hands, and it was mine. Um. So for me, being the the virgin here, as far as this goes. <laughs> uh for lack of a better word uh medicate was like it, it, i'm listening to it for the first time and then as i got as i got through it each more more and more each time i could tell which songs were stronger than others but there's it's hard to pick it's hard to pick like those that one or two excuse me those one or two or three or four songs that really just stand at you when the whole album sounds so he's so cohesive and so good that's what that this is an example of something that i wish just, just with every single one of these songs, I wish that more people would be exposed to stuff like this because it's not just oh, it's not just a hit single of whatever it was Medicaid or whatever the so the, the scores were uh, Medicaid and Beautiful Thieves, two singles that were big at the time, as Kyle said. But as far as it's it's hard to find just one when all of them are really solid and just really good tracks. I mean, I'm, I mean, if I had to pick one or a couple, though, personally, the two singles that were released, Beautiful Thieves and Medicaid, I could see why those were singles. I could see because those are probably the most, I guess, standout-ish of the bunch, I guess you could say. Um, but also, not only that, but I would say, uh, what was it? It was um, something about, uh, was it Darling, I Want to Destroy You? And, I'm always, and, and I'm trying to very hard to breathe here. I mean, there was... And, there's something about those two tracks. I mean, I've always been a long title guy. Like, I like songs <laughs> with long titles. I'm not sure why I just do, but for some reason, when it's a long title, I tend to like those songs too. I'm not sure why. So either. someone writes the crappiest song in the world, and it's just like, "Hey, man, this is the crappiest song in the world." That's tell you like something about that long title. I just uh, <laughs> there's something about although- that. It was so melodic and so great. Like the vocals were. <laughs> with someone strumming up the bass on like sitting on the can, you know, and that's all I heard. But that, yeah, there's two the, thumbs the, up, you know, like the, the greatest <laughs> thing since, you know, the Beach Boys, God only knows, whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just straight right. up. Um, no, no. But like in all, in all seriousness, though, it's. I listened to it probably three or four times today. Just just because again, we did. I've explained why. We were supposed to do this yesterday. We're doing it tonight. I had every song to me was great. There was no, there wasn't to me personally. There, it's. I mean, normally I'm like, yeah, this one could have been like, you know, sh- should this one be on a record or should it? I, Kyle, you have done me dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, I've had a hard time finding 
any song, truthfully, for me personally, that does not belong in these 12 songs. You have done me well. I'm so I, I'm in shock, dude. I was listen, I listened to it again. Again, I'm like, I would go. I, I've said this before. I, I would, it's not that I would like for some albums, like I'm not sure, man. I would go back to this song or this this two songs. I would go back and listen to this probably every single day for the next five weeks and just envelop myself in the world of AFI. It Damn. sounds crazy to say that. Kyle, I know. What did you do here, man? Kyle, what have you done to me? What the <laughs> hell? Changed this man's life. I've created a new AFI fan. Yes. <laughs> He's got an AFI tram stamp. Yeah, AFI, uh, yeah, but, uh, Stay he, tuned he, for our other channel. Uh, JT gets tattooed by me. Uh, what we just pick up, <laughs> <laughs> so I have no experience, and I'm gonna be using like a prison needle. But uh, my, my entire that, uh... <laughs> my entire back is gonna say AFI. That's it. AFI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like forget, yeah. No, no REM. It's just AFI. Kyle, what does AFI stand for? By the way, a fire inside. Should just name the band. That sounds like such a metal core name we are the fire inside yeah. or it could have been a power metal could have been a power metal name it, it really like could have but like, fire and glory inside them <laughs> but i mean I, outside of the singles that got released and i am trying to very hard to breathe here and darling i want to be one uh, darling i want to destroy you those are my standout tracks i was in shock about how much i enjoy enjoy this and torch song just starts down like a, such a bang it, it, it's not like a american idiot type of bang or it's not like a um like a, it, or uh, I'm going back to Green Day for a sec, but a burnout kind of like, um, you know, like um, bang. But it does set you up for this tone and the style and the guitar and the riffs and the drums and the bass, the whole shebang. This album is great. I love almost every song on here. It's pretty, I should say almost. This is pretty much every song, dude. You have done me well. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hell fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think. I think I'll go next because I, I want Mike to go last on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the villain. What? Yeah. So yes. obviously, no surprise. I love every single song on here. To me, every song on here just a straight ten out of ten. Has been that way since it came out. I will say there will go long stretches of time where I don't listen to the the album for quite a while. Mm. But then every time I go back and listen to it, I find mm. myself listening to it for just weeks on end uh you know for the past two three weeks now i've been listening to this constantly and i i don't get bored of it at all it starts off like jt said yeah i agree it starts off really throwing you into it not with a bang but with more of like a slow burn on the mm. way in mm. and uh what i really love is that it's not just a record of yeah, well, here's a bunch of like fast songs and then we'll throw in like one ballad or we'll end the album on a slow song, whatever. It's here's variety throughout the entire thing, but yet we managed to make it all sound cohesive. Every song leads into the other perfectly. There's no, not a bad song on here. It keeps me entertained throughout, you know, from the guitar riffs on songs um, like Veronica Sawyer Smokes. Love that one. Like the tribal drum beat on uh, too shy to scream even the songs and mike i think you said this earlier there's really no songs that are repetitive on here mm -hmm. and even the ones that are aren't repetitive to annoyance like i am trying very hard to be here that's yeah. probably the most repetitive song on here mm. but it's great it's like a pumped up song it doesn't overstay its welcome mm. and another thing 
and this is very rare for an album. There's not like JT, you said this too. There's not a single song on here that I would take off. I think that the record would be worse without any of them. But I also think that if they added anything to it, it would hurt it. I think it's legitimately perfect the way it is. Uh, and then even songs like the slower ones, like, okay, I feel better now. That turns into such like an epic thing at the end there. Mm. Uh, Darling, I want to destroy you. Lyrically fantastic. Lyrically, the album, it's, you know, it's nothing. You're not going to put it in the history books, like the greatest thing ever written lyrically. Mm. But it does what, it, you know, the album's called Crash Love. The songs do a very good job of conveying that, um, you know, like heartbreak and, you know, that whole theme throughout the entire thing. I will say that maybe it's because I'm played out on it, but Medicaid actually one that if there was anything I had to skip, mm. I would say Medicaid. I understand why it was a single, but I think there was honestly better songs that could have been picked for a single here. Um, I think Cold Hands, that one would have been a great single. The fact there were only two singles from the record, Criminal. So, yeah, I mean, my top songs, if I had to pick, Veronica Sawyer Smokes, Okay, I Feel Better Now, uh, Darling, I Want to Destroy You, and very close honorable mention for top three here would be Cold Hands. And then the ending with It Was Mine is so great. It's not just a... It's a ballad, but it's not just a, all right, we're ending on a slow song. It's a ballad, but it has parts where it really hits like these epic uh, choruses and it really hits instrumentally as well as vocally. And I want to talk about vocals. I mean, Davey Havoc is one of objectively the best vocalists in the scene. I mean, you can go back through their entire uh, catalog of music from the punk days to the emo scene days to the alternative rock days to now what they're doing with more like elect like dark electro pop ish things going on mm. he kills it on everything and you know the theatrics of it even on this record this is actually right before he um probably about a year maybe two before he did a stint on broadway for uh the american idiot musical he had a short run where he played one of the characters in that. And you could tell on this and on their other records as well. But he kills it when it comes to theatrics. <laughs> he is a Broadway singer. Why are you doing that goofy face, JT? I'm sorry. I'm not <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, like, I, right. Very like, distracting. I, I was about to say, you look like you're having, you're going into like. I'm, bl- I'm blending in with the album. No one else can see it. Yeah. So, uh, one of uh, JT's handlers, can you please, uh, can you please start elect shocking him with one of those like you know fair uh, and get him back into a uh, form? Uh, Stop it! I'm just kidding. But, yeah, but yeah. you know, like he he could be a Broadway singer, and the I'm going to compare real quick apples to oranges, but Brendan Urie, let's take that for example. Ooh, when he Great singer, great vocalist, objectively incredible. But when he goes for the theatrics like this kind of stuff, it's like what we got on the last Panic! The Disco record where it's just overselling. I'm going to show off and oversell yeah. everything and do all these yeah. crazy high notes just to show that I can do it. 
mm. and annoy the shit out of everyone listening. And it worked. I that last Panic album is one that I have not been able to revisit because of how annoying that is. Did you panic? But on attack. here, you tone he tones it down to the point where you can tell. Yes, this is theatrical, but it's well done. It's refined. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah it, it, he definitely. When he gets into those little parts, he lets the the environment of the song, the atmosphere of the song, kind of speak for itself, and he kind of plays a part where he just like he's a company accompaniment. He's not like standing on a stage with the light around him, with his arms out, going, "Look at me, like I'm gonna blow your socks off with like some real strange and over the top stuff." It's like. I don't need to do that because the music and uh, um, me work together. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of a, a nice combination. Yeah. Yep. And Ooh. now it's Mike's turn. for On the to Mike. Evil Mike. Good, sirs. So um, coming into this, I was like, I listened to this a bunch of times and I, uh, it's interesting. It's got a, this album has a lot of dynamic. It's got some upbeat kind of like punk, like, kind of like those kinds of songs that you was like uh like you know like kyle was saying like too shy to scream and um you know veronica sawyer smokes those are two songs that i'd have to say stand out on this album as the drum beats are kind of upbeat and they're kind of fun they're not your typical kind of like uh you know songs where someone writes uh a typical pop punk song they kind of have they do a little risky kind of uh feel to them and i, I applaud that they're actually two songs I wasn't huge on. Like they, they're not bad, but they're just not like my style. But I do appreciate them, which is like an interesting kind of like uh, um, thing when you listen to an album. Uh, when you're like, I appreciate what they're doing here because it's not your average run of the mill thing. I'm not superly like blown away by it, but I appreciate it. So um, I'm gonna do something different here. I'm just gonna run down from one to twelve. I'm gonna give you the rating for each song and how I felt about it. So um, I don't usually do it like that, but um, yeah. So Torch Song, a um, little repetitive, not bad, but it, like I was expecting it to do something a little different on that. Uh, um, you know, they, like you just kept repeating the the same phrase over and over again. You know, I'd tear out my eyes, I'd tear out my whatever. And he just kind of came back to that again. And I was just like, I was hoping after that he would move on to something a little different musically, but he kind of did it again. And it repeated, but it's got some good bass in it. The bass is kicking in that song. It's just doing like uh, some cool stuff in the background. It's it's got a cool feeling to the song. Um, once again, the guitar does some cool little, uh, you know, just just body to it. Um, so Torch Song is a good. It was a good start. Um, Tracy and I were both listening to the living room, and she said, "I really like this." Like, I, I was not expecting to be listening to the song and being like, wow, I didn't expect to hear them at this stage in their career to have um, a lot of those, uh, you know, just good songwriting. So, uh, so that was an eight out of 10, um, you know, for the torch song, it was not a bad song. Just, I was hoping it would knock it home run, but it was more like a, a double triple, whatever. Um, so then we move on to beautiful thieves. That's a good song. Dude, his vocals remind me of green day. I swear to God, uh, uh green day, uh, Billy, Billy Joe. So, like, what do you funny do? enough that you say that, uh, the first time I saw AFI was on opening for Green Day. Oh, wow. On the tour for this record. 
Shortly <laughs> after this came out on the Green Day's 21st Century Breakdown tour, they opened for them on one of the legs. Yeah. Um, I it, it's it's just funny how um you know when he just does this voice i don't know what it is but he does this voice like this he talks like this and i like when green uh, when billy joe does that he almost sounds like he's doing a a british like a lot of these punk guys do the british voice and it felt like he was kind of like channeling his inner billy joe from green day which i i i thought was great cool song (laughs) it's got some cool uh things going on with it um 8.5 out of 10 for me on that one um so then we moved to end transmission um uh the chorus uh was uh probably the best part um of that um you know it's just kind of it was a good song definitely solid like once again I, once we get to these three songs they're all like borderline nine uh you know eight this one was an eight as well for end transmission but they're they're it's just like they're not bad songs they're just like they're not knocking me out of the park but they're they're solid um until unfortunately too shy to scream it just wasn't my song i once again i appreciate it uh seven out of ten uh has a little bit of a um uh i think it was something to do with i'm trying to remember what i what, what annoyed me about it um yeah just just not my style of song like uh wanted more out of it um you know so same thing veronica sawyer smokes like um good upbeat quality to it uh but it was just you know like those those are like they were colorful songs they had definitely character to them but like i kind of like darker the darker sound and these were like the upbeat kind of like you know so uh but a good dynamic though which is nice because you have your dark songs and then you have your upbeat songs and then you have your quiet songs um so yeah yeah until we get to okay i feel better i actually really enjoyed this song i and kyle was talking about repetition i really liked the build-up and a Mm -hmm. crazy story about the song i actually woke up singing this song i I don't know that that's insane but i like literally so i like when i'm about to wake up i have like that lucid dreaming quality and i'm literally singing the song in my head when i woke up and I was just like, I woke up, I'm like, what the hell? Like, I can't stay asleep because I keep singing the song in my head and it's keeping me up because I'm singing it. It was very strange. Um, so yeah, nine out of 10 for that one. Uh, didn't think I would like it as much because it started a little lower, but I was like, I listened to it, it grew on me. Um, the hype and the buildup of it, I really enjoyed that. So yeah, yeah. and then we move on to- That's exactly, that's exactly what happened with me with that song though, Mike. The, uh, really at first i was really? that was always you know when it first came out one of my least yeah. favorites and as the years went on like i was like oh crap this song's really really and became one of my favorites yeah like i mean my i did not expect I, I did not expect to be saying that because like i tend like you said it just kind of it feels like it builds up but it doesn't ever like uh full like fully like crash love no no um it builds up very slowly to the point where you don't even really notice that it's happening yeah right and and you're like oh when did this happen right exactly and i think i like that about it because it it takes a different approach to a song versus just like um giving you the full answer right away it kind of like uh it kind of just brings it um it builds itself yeah great and then we get to medicate 10 out of 10 this song is this Mm -hmm. song is the best song on the cd it is if 
everything else is like uh you know a two-layer dip this is a seven-layer dip like it's got that guitar riff it's got the southern rock guitar riff this is where i felt like that southern rock um guitar uh mm -hmm. riff the riffs are freaking awesome the solo at the end is freaking awesome like i was like this needs a solo and it had it it this needs a part where it changes gear it had it where it got really quiet with that where he i feel nothing was that the part where he says i feel nothing at all um you know he yep. says, i feel nothing uh, yep. and he tell me how to, that part oh my god i absolutely love that part chills goosebumps um you know like i was like literally like this song has everything you want it's like when you watch a movie and it just has like sadness funny action sorrow uh, you know it's just it's a freaking it's just a great song man and it's like uh, uh i was listening to that home depot at work home depot woo -woo, uh, rep go there for your uh your needs uh, home owner needs but uh, for all your snow shovel needs no shovel needs yeah yeah <laughs> mahoney it's coming so you better get ready all right <laughs> we are sponsored right. by the home depot you can reach us at 1-800-GOT-BELL hashtag winter forever anyway um so yeah so medicaid, i mean freaking great song i thought it was going to be a breaking benjamin song but it wasn't that's a different medicaid but um yeah then uh we move on to uh uh number eight i am trying very hard to be here eight out of ten um it has that nostalgic sound to it it almost i you know it almost sounded like it could have been on like you know the miss martyr album or maybe the other one the gray uh what was it called again great girl sing the sorrow i think yeah like it had that classic afi song i would say probably the most nostalgic song on the cd yep. that uh cd at the album that literally just gave you <laughs> shut up Dixie. uh um yeah it just has that nostalgic sound eight out of ten and then sacrilege i wasn't huge on this song 7.5 out of 10 um bass is on point chorus is okay um it kind of didn't develop just kind of um good solo in it but it just like had all the elements you want but just didn't develop the way i'd hope um for that one so but then we get to a 10 out of 10 darling i want to destroy you great freaking uh earworm and what i love about it the most is it literally just it, it, it feels like that song that i've i've heard like at the height of their career but just for some reason i you know it's like it was it was delayed to a current album of you know 2009 like it feels like it could have been one of those songs you hear at like emo night or you hear at like you know on a compilation of bands who are from like that you know genre uh and it just great i mean almost like hit me in a almost 11 out of 10 like it was it was like one of those songs where i'm like dude this song is just it just has that perfect like um quality to it um cold hands 7.5 out of 10 i was not a huge fan of this i know you said you loved that song kyle um i said weeks start uh then it, it's got uh you know the the guitar was actually um pretty good song wise decent but like the start I didn't really like and then it kind of moves off into this fast kind of you know part which is okay but uh um basically i just feel like it it doesn't have all the elements i'm looking for it just kind of the start 
is okay and the the middle gets a little um better and then the ending is actually really cool but it's just it's a little slow to get off, off the ground um and then we move on to the final song my least favorite song of the entire album absolutely feel like it doesn't belong on the album feels almost like not even the same band and i was actually shocked by this um it was mine it literally felt like it shouldn't have ended this album it was almost exactly i i um like literally what you were talking about last time with um uh jailbreak like that last song it was like it almost felt like it just didn't do anything like it was like what jt was talking about uh, do something poke it do something <laughs> do something. Right. like like this has to be the lowest song that's a six out of ten i mean that's not that bad though it's still a, a decent song it's not like unlistenable and not music but it's just like i was so hoping for a real theatrical like my chemical romance-esque type of theatrical kind of um song for the end like almost i would put you know, obviously I wouldn't uh, move Medicaid to the bottom, but like I would say maybe, um, you know what? I would put Darling, I Want to Destroy You at the end. That would have been kind of a cool, like the end of the of the CD. Um, and then, you know, I would have put this one somewhere, you know, in the middle um, to kind of slow things down and whatever. But um, yeah, so but overall, still not a bad, like, I mean, very few songs I would say fell below a certain, you know, rank. So yeah. Definitely a good solid CD or album. All righty. Well, we've given all our impressions. Let's go to our rating. Um, any other comments before we go on to our rating system or no? No, but I'll kick off the, the ratings because no <laughs> no surprise here. I mean, it's the whole point <laughs> of this little series we're doing. Uh, straight 10 out of 10 for me. Everything down. To, from you know the production on it the vocals the songwriting it's and it's such a mature album too mm. like there's the songwriting on this very mature bad down from not just on my lyrics actual just like instrumentation everything on here honestly it sounds like a completely different band at times than anything else that they've done before this time and honestly really anything else that they've done since uh this one will always hold a special place in my heart straight 10 out of 10 never get tired of anything on here yeah Woo. jt Woo. jt you're next man oh no oh no oh no oh no here we go so here it goes guys so i think this album was absolutely amazing <laughs> <laughs> no um uh, everything we have said in, in already no surprise for me I, I, well i shouldn't say not surprise for me because i like I said, I yes, I know shame on my part. How have you never heard of it? I just I was raised very differently from everyone else in our, in our age group at this point, and I and I feel bad about that, but I feel good about it at the same time. It's kind of a conversation for another time. I will say though, listening to this album as the the three or four times I did before we did our stream tonight and getting ready for to talk about AFI four hours. Uh, literally <laughs> prepping for a couple of like, like hey, Blackfield Brides, what's going on? Anyways, um, Brian, you mentioned what? No, uh, no, but I, I was taken by storm for, for lack of a better word, but how much I really enjoyed this. I was in shock, and, and to me, it's not, 
It's not a 10 out of 10. It's not a five out of five for me personally. I will say that, but I will give it a 4.85 out of five. I am feeling I have not. uh, This sounds crazy coming from me, but I am. I have not felt this good about an album in a long time. Like I, I, I like like the way that Kyle described how like you know you can go back and listen to it over and over again. I'm dead serious. I might go back and listen to this over and over again for the next several weeks, if not months, because it just was so like because everything we talked about the lyrics, the riffs, the guitar, the drums, every little inch and every ounce of ability uh, to put effort into a record. You don't get records like this that much anymore, and when you find ones like this in the, in the Walmart bins or in your iTunes library or whatever, trust me when, trust us when we tell you this is worth checking out. So a 4.85 out of five for me, for crap, for AFI's crash of Kyle, you are the man. <laughs> Thank oh, yeah. you for so telling me about this. It changed this dude's life. up Something, here, man. Uh, something I'm tells no me. longer an AFI virgin. There we go. <laughs> something tells me that uh, Mike is going to be the villain again. <laughs> one day JT, one day unfortunately i am the villain I, and I, and not for the sake of being a villain because my opinion matters if anything like i don't agree with certain critics about for example weezer's winter album uh mr anthony fantano gave it a high, no, no, high i agree with him on that yeah, yeah high yeah. seven and high seven which is a pretty high score for him uh he's he can be a bit of a hard score depending you know Obviously, scores are always uh, opinionated. They're never like, hey, the greater world agrees that this is this. It's like, no, I'm a picky bastard, and I tend to. uh, It's tough for me to give a a high, high score to an album. Like, um, you know what I mean? So a high score for me could be something uh, low for someone else, um, which Mm -hmm. means a really high score would be a rare thing. Yeah, so... I give uh, Blackville Brides a. Uh, five- oh, whoa, we're not doing Blackville Brides. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Shoot. shoot, shoot. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant to. Sorry about that. I thought. Oh, oh we're doing. That's right. We're doing. Uh, we're doing uh, Crash Slope. Uh, I can't believe you uh, just did I- that. <laughs> sorry. I- I'm sorry, G. I got confused. I got confused. Um, Sheesh. So, for- Sheesh. <laughs> so, for me. This was a 4.25 out wow. of five. So wow. that's, uh, it, you know, I would have gave it like that 8.5 out of 10 is what this would have uh, equated to, which is a great score for an album that, like, I feel has a lot of high points. It's got some, you know, like not my neck of the woods kind of uh, area for some of the songs, um, but I still appreciate and I think that's why, like, um, this this album could fluctuate to like maybe in that realm of like uh eight point eight, you know, realm to like almost a nine, depending on uh you know how I'm feeling. But like, yeah, like eight point five or four point two five is like um it's a pretty high score for uh, a newer album that from a band who I have no history with besides the two songs that you mentioned before, um, and maybe some other random songs that i've listened to them that i've enjoyed but yeah yeah that's uh definitely a solid album uh and really enjoyed it so yeah i think that might be other than thin lizzy that might be the highest score that mike has given out on this channel <laughs> i know i was I actually know. really impressed i, I don't know really if i've impressed. ever given mike an album to listen to that scored that high i don't I know never happened 
I don't think so either. I think um, I don't know. You were talking about uh, Green Days or the Network, the Network's album mm. Part Two. I thought I gave that a pretty decently high. Uh, I don't know if it was rating. that high though. I have to look at it again. But yeah, no, this was. Uh, I was actually impressed. I was like, man, um, you know, it's got some great songs on it. Um, it, you know, and that's what really did it in was uh did it good was like there was so many uh concentrated good songs and even the ones that weren't that great like sacrilege cold hands it was mine um still weren't horrible they were just like once again they just weren't crazy you know off the charts blow my mind um songs but like still they're so professional and they're so well written that i'm like you know i would listen to these against uh another band's supposed 10 out of 10 and mm-hmm. you know what i mean like even at their even at their less impressive they're still better than that band out there who's blowing people's minds who i don't think deserves uh recognition where i think afi has kind of got swept under the rug and it's a shame because uh they're all real um the only uh other thing i forgot to mention was i wasn't huge the drums didn't blow my mind like i wanted them to like i actually in my head wanted the drummer to do more drum rolls when he would come up to a part that like, you know, like the guy from uh, like Ocean Avenue or, you know, from yeah. uh, Yellow Card. Like I was like waiting for him to like those drums to like kick in. And the drums seemed like they're good, but they weren't awesome. If the drummer was on point, like blasting away at times when he needed to, uh, I really think it would have it would have definitely upped the the grade on some of these songs. But the drummer was probably the least impressive of everybody in the mix uh you know the guitarist great uh bassist off the charts uh singer doing his thing dynamics up and down soft and high you know soft you know aggressive not aggressive but the drummer was just kind of like he was there but he wasn't but he wasn't blowing it away like he could have so uh no, just it was a pretty no basic day. album yeah the, the drumming right um, not bad but just not amazing no you know? no i love the yeah. again though the production on the drums the actual drum sound and production yeah it. i do see right exactly mean, right right yeah absolutely so yeah 8.5 mm-hmm. or 4.25 that's that's a that's a pretty damn high score so yeah well you know, given the uh given the insane differences album to album by this band i think it'd be super interesting to do a career breakdown of them one day hmm yeah that could be for another day for sure yeah absolutely definitely for i'd another love day. to see what jt thinks of those uh first few records oh god oh i know they sound just like blackbeard brides so that's okay oh yeah definitely <laughs> there we go Sheesh! Sheesh! well listen ultimately that is going to do it for us on this episode of career retrospectives i want to thank kyle for picking out this choice and uh his 10 out of 10 and i we you heard our rating we were pretty darn close to it so um, ultimately, it's what you guys have to say there. Sound off in the comments section below. Share your thoughts in the video as well. Thank you so much for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and hit the bell. Anthony Fontana, we're looking at you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the rest of AFI you. who hates on this album, the fan base, shame on you. Yes, uh, Mike open is really your saying ears. F you, but yeah. Open your ears, you. Well, open your ears you pansies yeah that's all i'm gonna say about that but this is a stellar album one that is truly worth listening to from start to finish for lack of better word but that's gonna do for us thank you for watching listening have enjoyed us 
Like, comment, subscribe, and follow our social media pages as well. Simply at the Superview Show Facebook, Twitter. There you go. And uh, yeah, so for all of us here, we'll see you guys next week. So stay safe, take care, and rock on. Woo.